In conclusion, this book, while excellent in its analysis overall, welcomes students to bring together the theories and methods of two different fields of study, social history, detailed enough so that more seasoned researchers will find. I'm Robert Castanello. I'm the vice president of research and publications at HNet, and this is the Art of the Review podcast. I'm Elena Kalinsky, managing editor of HNet Reviews. And this is a podcast where we examine reviewing and criticism as an academic form. This podcast is brought to you by HNET and the University of Central Florida's Center for Humanities and Digital Research. Welcome to the Art of the Review podcast. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Art of the Review. And in this episode of the Art of the Review, we are going to examine the use of quotes in reviews. That's right, Robert. Um, before we begin, I want to call uh, listeners' attention to a recent review that came out on the H. Judaic Network uh, just in September. It was a review of a volume of Diaries and Papers of James G. MacDonald, edited by uh, a number of historians for the U.S. Holocaust Museum and published with Indiana University Press. Uh, James G. MacDonald was this former League of Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, and had uh, a bit to do with the founding of the State of Israel, and uh, he was the first U.S. ambassador to the State of Israel. Um, And I wanted to call listeners' attention to uh, this review because it really is a good example of the use of quotes in reviewing. The reviewer kind of sets up this question of whether James G. MacDonald was, was a real hero of the Holocaust, and he uses quotes from historians who don't see him as really a man of great stature. Um, They see him as kind of um, a minor figure. And then the reviewer reviews this volume of McDonald's own writings and deploys quotes from these papers to demonstrate that this is not the case. So I thought this was a nice example of something that we'll be talking about in this episode. So we'll put the citation to it in the show notes blog for this episode, episode four. And I just wanted to introduce that. Yeah. And I should, I should probably disclose here that I'm the least qualified person to be, to be on this episode because I rarely use quotes in my own reviews. I've probably written 20 plus reviews in my career and I just don't, you know, I shy away from quotes and I actually, try and um, impress upon my students that if they use quotes, quotes need to have purpose and they need to support some sort of argument. And I find, you know, especially with students, they tend to use quotes too liberally. And I've always sort of been sensitive to that ever since I was in graduate school. So I tend to be cautious with my own use of quotes. But since I, you know, am, am declaring myself not the expert on this, uh, you know, I decided to contact Basha and Charlotte, who, you know, I think in, in my and your mind, Elena, are the experts on all things reviewing in, in, um, in HNET. And I, I wanted to get their opinion on quotes, so I interviewed them. And let's listen to that interview now. Sure. Let's see if uh, something they say will change your mind. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Okay, in this segment of the Art of the Review, we wanted to talk about quotes, and we're bringing two of our featured guests back on, and I'm here with uh, Charlotte Weber and Basha Novik, and can you both introduce yourselves to anyone who might not have heard you in previous episodes? Sure. I'm Basha Novak, and I'm an editor 
for HNET, and I do um, the copy editing for all of our reviews along with Charlotte. And Charlotte, would would it be a, a, a far-fetched to say that uh, the two of you, um, since you look at every review that comes through HNET, you see all of the good and all of the bad, and you are in a really good position, the two of you, to uh, offer us some advice on um, best practices in reviewing? Uh, that's right. Yeah, I think at, at this point we have edited, um, between the two of us, thousands of reviews. So, uh, yeah, quite a bit of experience. All right, great. So uh, we called you here today because we wanted to have a conversation about quotes and the use of quotes in review. So, uh, Basha, could you leave us lead us off here and, and and tell us a little bit what what if you were sitting down with a with a person writing their first review, what would you tell them in regards to the use of quotes? Sure. Well, I think one of the first things I would tell them is to try not to use quotations as a crutch. Um, it is fine to use quotations in a, rev in a review, but try to use them sparingly and wisely. Like choose quotations um, that fit um, the review at hand. Too many quotations, I think, come across as uh, a reviewer not really fully comprehending the book at hand and not fully digesting the material. And uh, it's important to, for the reviewer to really understand the book um, when they're writing a review. So I think it's important to uh, choose them wisely, um, choose just a few. Um, you know, we occasionally get a review with uh, quotations uh, that take up an entire paragraph. Um, and it's, it's better just to choose a few, um, you know, uh, phrases to throw into that paragraph instead of having a whole paragraph full of um, quotations. Because again, it comes across as the reviewer not really comprehending the, the book. So I think uh, just choosing a few works really well. Choosing too many does not. Okay, Charlotte, what, what right. can you add to that? Right. I would, um, yeah. In addition to a sign, um, maybe that the reviewer hasn't hasn't fully digested the material. Um, I think it too heavy a reliance on quotations just comes across as laziness. The review really should be in the reviewer's own voice. Uh, the judicious selection of a quotation can add some color, um, which you know um, makes the can make the review more interesting to read. But again, you want to use them sparingly, and you also want to ensure that uh, whether you're using part of a quotation, um, well, actually, you should always just be using part of a quotation and not um, and not a standalone sentence. But in any case, you want to ensure that you integrate the quotation into the um, surrounding text smoothly. So in other words, you need to make sure that the entire sentence makes grammatical sense. So I mean, if I could follow up on this, Charlotte, so what you're saying mm -hmm. is every quote has purpose, and you have to understand the purpose of the quote and why you're using that specific quote? I think so. I mean, it often, you know, a, a quotation can illustrate uh, a point that, you know, the reviewer wants to make about a particular passage. Um, it can elaborate the point. It can serve to elaborate the point or illustrate it. Um, so yes, I mean, there should be there should be a specific reason for resorting to the author's own words in a particular place in the review. 
Okay, and, and Bash, if I if I could ask you this question sure. is is it conceivable? Is it possible if a review comes across your desk and it has absolutely no direct quotes from the from the source from the book? Is it possible that could be a, a really well written review? Absolutely, a review doesn't necessarily have to have quotations. We have plenty of reviews that don't have any quotations. Um, I think quotations add a little bit, as Charlotte said, add a little bit of color to a review, but they're not necessary um, because, again, it's more important to, for the review to come across in the reviewer's voice rather than the, author, the voice of the author of the book. Um, so, so it can be an amazing review without having any quotations. But I personally like a few. I mean, that's just my preference, but it's not everyone's preference going to add one thing that where where a quotation can be particularly important um, is you know if you are leveling a critique um, or a specific point of crit criticism um, at the author or the book then it can be very helpful to use the author's own words um, again to support your point Absolutely. so um, in, in cases like that it's it's good to let the author speak or if there's something about the the, the, the wordage of the book or, or something like that, I mean, you have to really then rely on the quote, right? I mean, if you're if the point that you're making has something to do with the way the prose is written, you know, you've got to then duplicate the prose to support. Oh, absolutely. Writing. I mean, exactly. if you're if you want to make exactly. the point that it's you know that it's there are some clunky sentences or excessive use of jargon or something like that, then sure, um, an example can be very helpful. Okay, I want to thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. We'll post related links to this episode on the show notes blog at the H Podcast Network, and you can also go there to read more and share your thoughts on this episode.